The doctor will see you now. Come in, come in, come in. Sit down. Have a seat. Uh, is there anything we could do to make you more comfortable? Would you like coffee, tea, perhaps a different accent? Um, a, a coffee would be lovely, Doctor. Thank you. Everybody always picks the coffee. So, what seems to be the problem? Well, really, I just, I'm just i an awful slump. I can't seem to play any sequels. I find that every gaming sequel I ever try... It just disappoints. There's a, there's a few good ones out there, but for the most part, I just I can't get on with them at all. Sequels don't seem to be for me, and I'm worried. Okay, um, this is a more regular problem than you would think. So what we're going to do is let, let's try a little word association just to set kind of a baseline of where your tastes are and what you are as a gamer. Sound all right with you? Okay, right. okay. That's fine, yep. All right, hat. Head. Beans. Bath. Kilt. Fireball. Rabbit season. Duck season. Okay, alright, so far so good. I, I can't say I notice any abnormalities here. Uh, let's let's try to dig a little deeper. Home. Bubsy. Comfort. Bayou belly. Ugh. Oh, oh I mean, okay, so, um... All right, we're getting a little bit more picture. Let's try again. Uh, you might have been confused there. Shirt. Tie. Right. Wrong. Success. Perfect dot zero. Failure. Maniac Mansion. Okay, all right, all right. We're, we're going to have to put a hold on this. Oh, have, <sighs> I, have, I, done, have I said something wrong? Yeah, yeah, you have. Okay, um, so then what do you think a bad game is? Uh, Un- Uncharted 2 it's the, the first one's great and then the, the other, in fact 3 and 4 they all it just goes downhill from that first game okay alright what's the worst sequel in a series you've ever played Final Fantasy 15 easily okay okay I can't do this anymore if you want to spout stupid opinions why don't you just go join a podcast about disappointing sequels. Now, these aren't necessarily going to be bad games, right? What they're going to be is is games that just disappoint you enough to make you become maybe less interested in the series or just kind of drop it all together. So with me to discuss this today is going to be Craig. Yo! Luke. Hello. And a man whose QB is almost as good as mine, Mr. Michael. Well, thank you. Hello. All right, so gentlemen, uh, in our in our long years on this earth, we've experienced lots of heartbreak, and uh, many tears were shed. I imagine. Yes. Yeah. No. Oh, cool. Yes. Jeez. Yep. Was that lots a of tears shed. All the many. Tears. It, it could have been a statement. It could have easily been a statement or a question. To be fair to us. <laughs> <laughs> and and we've all we've all of course had our fair share of you know what that feeling when your heart sinks into your stomach. After you buy a game, and you're like, 
Ah, oh, this isn't quite what I wanted. Crap. So, this will be a, an episode that is very heavily based on opinion, and there will probably be yelling and name-calling and crying, and maybe even some fisticuffs if we're lucky. Can, can I add in as well, there may be, in fact, there probably, probably will be some factual inaccuracy. Ah, uh, well, well, on some of us, I mean, don't, don't brand us all with that horrible, horrible label. <laughs> okay, I, I will be wrong. So, yes, so, so, you listener, you may have loved, say, Onamusha Blade Warriors. But I really didn't, so, you know, it, it's just, it goes either way. Uh, I, I'm sure I like some games that you people don't. <laughs> anyway, so, ge- gentlemen, uh, uh, Luke, why don't you start, what, what's something that really grinded your gears all right i'm gonna come out with quite possibly the worst sequel ever the xbox one. Oh, why whoa 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 why what right so the xbox 360 came in you know everybody everybody kind of dismayed the xbox dismissed the xbox and uh, the Xbox 360 came in, and it came in cheaper than the PlayStation 3, and it built up, it built up a brand, and it did everything right, and then the f- quits the Xbox. What the hell happened? What the hell happened? In the space of a weekend, they completely trashed the Xbox brand. They killed it. What, what happened? Oh, TV, TV, you can't share games, you can't do stuff DRM. What the f***? Well, first of oh all, there, there's, I wasn't prepared. There's our blow. <laughs> I know. I, I wasn't. I wasn't prepared for this out of the box thinking here. Like this. Well, it's not a sequel. It's an iteration on hardware. No, it's a sequel. Jeez, it's a sequel. It's not a sequel. It's not Xbox 362. It's Xbox One. <laughs> if anything, it's a prequel. Oh my god. Oh. But you've got to give it to me, though, right? It is. It is the worst. That's not a sequel. (laughs) That's like saying a DVD is a terrible sequel to a VCR. No, 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 no. Yes, 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 yes. Or or, or the Super Nintendo is a terrible prequel to the GameCube. Hmm. You can't do that. (laughs) Jeez. Right, sorry. I I just did that to get a response, so we'll cut all that out. What was the question? Yeah, sure. (laughs) No, 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 you wasted it. Craig, Craig, you show him how to do it. All right, okay. Um, Oh, God, this is is incredible. Right, we need to get serious here. Properly serious. One of the games that came to mind for me was Uncharted 2, um, Uncharted 3, and Uncharted 4. What? Because I think Uncharted came out, and then... By the end of the first Uncharted, things were charted. There was no reason to unchart them again. <laughs> oh, my <word>. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Okay, I thought my one was bad. <laughs> <laughs> like, like some of the most critically acclaimed games. Craig, Craig, what are you doing to me, man? <sighs> I'm I am I am teasing you, Dave. I'm teasing. I think we should start this podcast I, uh, again. My first game. <laughs> I think I I can I jump know, in could... here with my contribution. So my right. first choice is going to okay. be the addition of the second button on the control pad. This oh, was obviously geez. a drastic <laughs> step back. Evolution never happened. 
Um, uh, what a disappointment as a sequel. Does, any, does anybody not like trigger buttons? I mean, I mean, can, can we get that out of the way? Maybe you don't like the color blue. You thought black and white was fine. Have you seen an Xbox One controller side by side with the Switch Pro controller? The A and the B and the X and the Y are backwards on each. Why can't they just be in one place? That's a terrible sequel. It really is. Right. Let's get serious. We can cut this out. It can be an outtake. We can release an outtake show and it'll be fine. Okay, Dave, I'm going to give it to you straight here. My first serious game um, to bring up in this episode is Bioshock 2. Oh, mm. And I'm, be- I'm, being- I'm being sincere here when I say this, that Bioshock 2 was not as good as Bioshock 1. I'm not saying it's bad. I'm not saying they should have stopped the series because Infinite was phenomenal. Uh, but I think Bioshock 2 backwards, man. was the backwards. weakest the weakest Bioshock by far. It had no surprise, very, very little, nothing new to it. In, the, in Bioshock 1, you had the would you kindly twist. You had, mm. oh my goodness, that's it, I'm a big daddy. You had all of that built into a world which was brand new and game mechanics which was brand new and setting the scene for that. Bioshock 2 kind of was more like Bioshock 1.5 or some DLC for Bioshock. It wasn't, it wasn't, it was good, but it wasn't as good as Bioshock 1. Um, Who wants to take the first pot shot? I think 2 was better than 1 and argument. Thank you. Um, okay. That's, that's okay. Fine. No, no, no. Yeah, this is all opinion based. I, we're right. Yeah, you're wrong yeah. in this case. But don't worry. You can come back and be right. Uh, at some I'm point. not. A, I'm not part of the way. I'm not part of the collective here. I'm the third. Ah, oh, come on, Mike. Don't break my heart. I think uh, to be to be fair, the um, the combat was improved in two, and I think they they added a lot more plasmids, if I remember right, and there was yeah. a lot more. There was a lot more to explore with and and um, play with, but so, so where's at the, the core bad, of it? Bioshock, Bioshock, the story, the story was really? downright dreadful. Yeah, oh, oh I wow. hated it. Okay, I, thought, I just thought absolutely nothing surprised me about it. And after playing Bioshock One and being hit with surprise after surprise after twist, and then getting into Bioshock Two, I just felt. What I wanted from Bioshock wasn't the awesome plasmid experience and running about and throwing folk about and electrocute folk and doing all that. It wasn't that. What I wanted was the story side. I wanted the surprise and the shock and the drama, and I just didn't get it with Bioshock 2. Well, I mean, I always thought Bioshock 2 was better than Bioshock 1, mainly because it didn't have the end boss of Bioshock 1. So it automatically wins. Okay. But, um... (laughs) I see. I like the story way better in Bioshock Two yeah. than I did One. I'm with Dave. Um, no, I, I like Bioshock One. I think Bioshock Three is actually the weakest of the three, like by far. I th- well, see, swings and roundabouts. You know, potatoes, potatoes, p- potato bravitas, whatever it is. I think <laughs> near automatoes. <laughs> yeah, near automatoes. <laughs> um, near automatoes. I think it depends on what you wanted out of the game. And we we are very different people and we maybe want very... Sometimes we agree, 
for example, the recent um, what what would the word be for Final Fantasy fifteen love and miracle? Um, uh, yeah, the miracle that is that game, and we wholeheartedly agree oh, on yes, that sir. game. If you go into a game with an expectation of fantastic story, as I did, that's where it let me down, and I think that's it. And I, I just think for me, I was I was disappointed, and I remember being disappointed. I remember being sorely disappointed by Bioshock 2. No, that's perfect. I mean, I mean, that series does kind of suffer from like M. Night Shyamalan syndrome, where it's like he had a, mm-hmm. one great twist. Now he's got to try to do a twist in everything, and they, some of them just yeah. kind of fall flat. Yeah, I think I think that's what it is. I think it, I think they they tried and just for me for me personally it didn't didn't succeed. I'll, I'll accept it. I'll accept it. Uh, cool. Just before we move How on, you? Dave, um, can you say Craig? You go first, just so we can edit that in because you started with me and now it's going to jump to Craig. If that makes sense. Okay, Craig, you go first. That way we can edit this in and you can just jump right in because you asked. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> for me. For me, um, my first game that I want to bring up tonight is Bioshock 2. I don't want to listen uh, to this for another 16 minutes. Have a... <laughs> oh, right, okay, right, okay, well, we'll just... Uh, okay, I'll, okay, I'll start okay. there then. Yeah, yeah, let, let, okay, here we go, I'll pick it up. I'm sorry. Boy, we're off to a really janky start, gentlemen. Okay. Uh, well, first, Mike, Luke, do you guys have anything else you want to spout in about Bioshock 2? Just a, just a very tiny thing, which is that um, I fought the multiplayer obviously got a huge amount of the development time and i think i think despite looking like a bit of an, an underdog when it first came out i thought it was quite a quite a fun multiplayer play game um but yeah i, I agree i think it's you know the, the only redeeming feature i usually get for bioshock 2 which i which i did think was a, a good game not a brilliant game just a good game um was that a lot of people always mentioned about the minerva's den dlc which i never got around to uh supposedly oh, involved a lot yeah, regarding yeah. um is it uh, Turing, Alan Turing? Um, and yeah, I, I never really, never really gelled with it. Um, Infinite picks up the button for me again, personally. I was just going to say, um, now that the collection's out, it's something that I will buy and I will play through all three again. And I can only assume that includes the DLC as well. Yeah, it does. So maybe I would hope so. Who knows? Who knows? The next time we speak about Bioshock, I might, I might have a different opinion. I'm curious to hear. I mean, one thing I will say about two is even, take away everything from the game. I think the music from two might be actually why I like it so much. Like that, that's a huge part of it because the music okay. in two buried one and and infinite for me. Like it's like all violin and mournful and mm-hmm. all that crap. All right, so so Craig, you started us off with a bang and saying. Bioshock 2 was a bit of a disappointment. Now, that wasn't enough to kill, obviously, your love of nope. the series. It was just a bit of a, a, a dip yeah, in, yeah. in your love chart. That's exactly it. Um, something that was a huge, like, like it was not a dip, it was a sheer cliff face, and it went careening off, was, um, <laughs> and did you guys play Tetris 2? No. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, see? Nobody's played it. It's terrible. I mean, it's worse than Hatrix. I mean, Wetrix, what? Yeah, Wetrix is all right. Wetrix is fun, but Tetris Two was like mixing Tetris with Doctor Mario, and it came out on Super Nintendo, and I was so pumped to play that because you know it's Tetris. Everybody loves Tetris, right? Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah that was really it, it, it was a packing game. It was a packing game originally of the Game Boy, at least for me. Yeah, I mean everybody. My grandmother played Tetris, but yeah, Tetris Two is is a really big letdown. I mean, if, if you aren't familiar with it, give it a shot. I, I've never met one person who has said Tetris Two is a good game. Everybody, did, just, just it's terrible. And uh, yeah, that's I I actually kind of dropped Tetris after that. It was like, yep, yep, yeah, I'm done. And kind of switched over to, like, Columns and then Poyo. I mean, just to e- echo a, um, a comment Luke made weeks ago now, everybody knows Columns was better than Tetris anyway. <laughs> whoa! Whoa! No, them's, them's fighting words, sir. <laughs> columns was a good game as well, though. It was... I don't, even though I played it a bunch, I never, like, clicked with it like I did Tetris. Yeah, yeah. So, wow, nobody's played Tetris 2. Yeah, there's your homework. Go yeah. try Tetris 2, the much-anticipated you, blockbuster sequel. I don't know I don't know what it is about Tetris, but to me, it's a game that screams, does not need a sequel. It's like Pong. <laughs> Pong 2. But Pong what? got sequels too. <laughs> Did it? Yeah. But how they, do you... I mean, you could improve in the graphics, you could improve on the music, you could improve in the control, maybe. But at the base of it, you're still in Tetris, dropping oddly shaped blocks. What did? What did? Te- do you remember what Tetris Two brought to the table that was new? Was there anything um, new about it, or was it? Just... Yeah, yeah, it added those Doctor Mario bits, where it wasn't so okay. much about clearing oh, lines. Right. Like you didn't start with a fresh playfield. You, you, you didn't have to clear lines. You had to clear these certain blocks that were just floating in midair in different places oh. and stuff. And, 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 ooh, thank you for asking. The big thing was they weren't tetraminos anymore. They were these weirdly shaped blobby things. They weren't like, you know, the classic L piece or the I piece or the fat uh-huh. square. They were these weird angular janky pieces. So, uh... Paget Mob made made a bit of a misstep, and then he made Hattress, and it was worse. Hmm. Huh. Do you know what you've just taught me? Huh? Um, the the name Tetromino. Yeah. For the name of the shape in Tetris, I've never realised until this moment in time that all the shapes have four squares in it. <laughs> oh, <geez>. Really? <laughs> Jesus. Oh, jeez, Greg. <laughs> Do you know, like that way where you sometimes might think a, a straight piece was easier? It was it was smaller to fit into somewhere than a, a square piece. But at the end of the day, they're all the same. Oh my goodness! That's it here, Ben. In fact, we like to change your life. Yeah, you learn something every. Well, I don't know. I don't know what to say. <laughs> wow. I'm sorry, guys. I oh, know. Sorry. <laughs> Well, at least yeah. at least it was all <laughs> redeemed in the end. We got Tetris DS, and we've had uh, Puyo Puyo Tetris, so it's all ah, no, that, all that's the good the stuff. Now. Yeah, you know, it's kind of weird. Leave it to Sega to make a really good version of Tetris because Ubisoft <laughs> really didn't uh, on the newer consoles, anyway. All right, I'll, I'll go next. Um, right, everyone's gonna have a huge sigh when I say this game, but let me explain myself. Oh, right, uh, Mass Effect 3, right, and it's nothing to do with the ending or the Star Child thing. My complaint with Mass Effect 3 is I believe I was sold certain things in that series that never came true. 
So I, you know, from the get go, they promised that your um, the decisions you make in the first two games are going to have heavy impacts on the end tail of that game. So if you save the queen, for example, what's going to happen? If you save Rex, if you, you know, your decision with the final boss and uh, and your decision in two when you save your crew, and at the end they just it's like they didn't know how to finish that game and they just made it happen regardless. So if you save Rex, another, sorry, if you let Rex die, another Krogan that looked pretty much exactly like him did what Rex did if I if you'd saved him. If you saved the Queen, then you saw the Queen from the first one do something in the third one. If you didn't save the Queen, then you saw another Queen that had been made by the, whatever, the Reapers do the, exactly the same thing. It just... That that just completely broke the series for me. You know, I had thought from the get go, I'm involved in a story that I can go back and influence again, and see from the the alternative side. And I loved the exploration of Mass Effect One, and yeah. every iteration of that game, it got diluted. So by the time it came to three, it just kind of felt like you were on a straight path. Like doing it, the the side quests and all that stuff, none of it was enjoyable. Um, DLC for like. You know, I bought the I bought the 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 best edition, which came with the um, came with one pass. of the characters. Yeah, and it came with a character that was DLC only. Now, if you hadn't had that DLC, I think that would have been game breaking. Like that that character added so much depth to that game. Um, the thing where they added like a different ending, like a a proper goodbye as DLC as well, was just nonsense. Um, the whole way that game was treated, I just think, was very poor. And it's kind of like the Matrix trilogy. I kind of wish it had just stopped at 1. Because whilst 2 was okay, I just... For me, 1 was the pinnacle and they slowly moved away from that. Now, I know a lot of people say two's the best one. And I think most of you guys are probably going to say that. Yeah. But for me, 1 was where I was at. And now, by see, the time it got to 3, I for just me, one, 1 was clunky, the interface was awful, the exploration was boring, but it was a story that saved it for me, right? Or, yeah, 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 like I'll set, give you all of that. 2 yeah. and 3. Like, I like planet scanning. Planet scanning, I am just way better than using the Mako. Like, I, yeah. I don't ever want to drive the Mako again. Um, Yeah, what about you guys? I got some other stuff to say, but I'll, I'll save it for a bit. Um... Well, um, I kind of think I agree, I agree with one part. I agree with Mass Effect Three being a touch on the disappointing side. I don't agree with the whole one two one, but that's not the bit of the conversation. It's three, and I think for me, it was it was a case of going through. I played all three of them back to back. If you remember right, over the course of a few weeks, yeah, yeah, yeah. and yeah, good just man. just about killed myself doing it. And I just think <laughs> <laughs> by the time I got to three, it was playing them in such quick succession. You did see a lot happen between one and two, and you think, "Wow, this!" And it's the first time it happens. The first time someone manages to make it through whatever end scene instead of getting blown up. You think, "I made that choice. That happened." You know, that happens because of the choice I made. Or someone obviously cops it and you're like, oh no, oh no. Yeah, I except would... for poor Morden Solace. <laughs> um, but I think, yeah, by the time you got to three, I felt three moved away from that and I, I, it went more action and more um, just getting to the end of it. I didn't, you don't see as many impactful 
scenes regarding you know like decisions you've previously made. I when it comes to the ending, I thought I thought I thought they ended it rather marvel. You know, like for having to end such a awesome series of games, it was yeah. I, I quite like that philosophical philosophical philosophy. philosophical. That's it. I quite <laughs> like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I quite like that, and I like the whole shepherd thing. You know, like he led. He he did whatever at the end, and it was a generation yeah. later telling a story that that was great. I I don't even mind the Star Child thing. Mm-hmm. It's just I know, know I know I know what you mean, and I I, I yeah, agree. Yeah. I'm 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 on with you on this one. Did I think out of the three, it was the least of that part of it that it was the least good at it. I know that was a terrible English statement, but I I, I know it's fine. I've just said full go muggle, so I think we're okay. <laughs> See, for me, three, if you took it out of the series, would be an amazing game, like, by itself. And that makes yeah, it really, really difficult to, to judge it, like, ah, is it is it bad? I mean, yeah, the story did kind of kind of do a wet fart in part three. But, I, you know, I don't know who to blame on that. I mean, yeah, you could blame them because they wrote it. It's obviously their fault. But how would it have worked if they did? do exactly what they promised where if you didn't play one and two three is going to be a really really kind of shallow experience yeah i mean they're they were kind of damned if you do damned if you don't and that's why i don't think they should have ended it did they have you know when you played dragon age you got the dragon age keep so you could go online and you could pick who lived and who died and what you could pre-pick what decisions you made and load that into dragon age 3 did they have that? So if you bought Mass Effect 3, did they load a preset Yeah, I did universe? the back-to-back-to-back or... to back thing too, so I don't know. Yeah. I wonder. Uh, yeah, if you jumped into 3, you could it, it picked in like a preloaded set for you. It was okay. the same with 2 if you loaded it up. Because I played, I played 1 on the PC and then 2 on the Xbox, I think. Okay. So, Fair enough. Fair um, enough. Mike, what do you think about 3? I mean, um, I mean... You know, I, I liked free. I liked free. I really did enjoy it. I I remember playing it a lot quicker than the other two games. Um, two was the one where I, I really felt like I wanted to do absolutely everything. By the time I got around to free, you know, it, it doesn't end with a a boss that looks like something off Contra, so I wasn't as bothered. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, it it was fun for what it was. Um, I think we can deduct from everything that basically Luke killed everyone off because there were alternates or sprite changes <laughs> popping in at the end of the game. And, I, you know, I, I don't I, think... I actually saved everyone. <laughs> well, I don't think developers <laughs> should be held to a... You know, if they make choices, even if it's just a placebo effect, I, I think it still works for Mass Effect in most cases. And you know, That's a good idea on the placebo long. effect, by the way. That's a good point. Uh, I don't know, man. Like, I, that I just thought that was a cop-out. Like... If you're gonna make promises that your game's gonna, your game's gonna have choices that matter, then write in the changes that matter. I mean, if if I killed off Rex, then don't have that part of the story at all. Don't don't give don't give a, a second Rex that looks like him to give the same ending to everyone. That that was my annoyance. And it, yeah, it's that, like, that's a good point. I, but what are you gonna do? Do the do the other end of the coin? Do a Peter Molyneux, where you just promise everything and then deliver nothing? Yeah, I mean, like the you're you're building up an army to face a final big bad, and by the end of that, 
it doesn't it doesn't matter what you've done previously. It it makes no effect on the ending. That like not I, even a mass effect. Yeah, I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying, yeah, I, uh-huh. I kind of agree with you, but I don't know what they could have done to fix it. Like, I think they painted themselves in a corner. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, it's a difficult one, but yeah. The thing is, if you've got um, five decision points at one point in a game, Mass Effect 1, say you've got five outcomes, by the time you get to two, that's 25 possible scenarios based on five decisions from the first game. So by the time you get to the third game, you've got hundreds and hundreds of possible things to account for. That's the word you're looking for. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> things, permutations. It's, I, was right, I was right there. I was about to say that, Dave. Thanks. Oh, but I'm sorry. I th- <laughs> no, no, no. I'm, all, I'm only kidding. I'm, I was, I was going to go with things. I like things. You know, <laughs> like, so there's, there's hundreds of things that they, could, they maybe had to take into consideration. So maybe, you know, like your um, fake wrecks, frecks, let's call them. <laughs> um, <laughs> maybe... Out of the two decisions at that point, do we include Frex so that we can just get this bit of the story done? Or do we, the people that died, that, that killed off Rex, they're never going to see this part. Maybe it was if you didn't introduce Frex and you also killed everyone in the first two games, you wouldn't have a lot of third game. I think they designed the game not to be like that. I mean, most of the first crew didn't carry on to the second crew well yeah that's it's it's like the walking dead games you know like yeah you know that decisions that you make if you carry them all the way through they seem to be leading to somewhere and you know that i i I just thought we were getting a game that was going to fulfill that and that was my biggest disappointment so Mm -hmm. I think you're lo- you're looking at it logically i'm i'm looking at it (laughs) i invested a lot of time emotionally with that characters in that game thinking this is it. They finally nailed what Bioware have been trying to do for decades. Not just Bioware, too. I mean, that's kind of like the dream of game developers. Wasn't there... What game... What, well, I mean, Fable, of course. But, like, um... <laughs> uh, what, what game... Was it Chrono Trigger or Secret of Mana? Where it's like, oh, you can plant an acorn. And if you go to the future, it'll be a tree. You know, they've uh, always dreamed of yeah, having yeah. those kind of choices. And I don't think I've you ever seen it work. in a freezer... You could stick a hamster in a freezer. Uh. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I mean, that's a strange one. Because yeah, I don't think it's a bad game at all. But I, I understand completely where you're coming from. Mm-hmm. I don't understand. I completely agree. If it was a standalone game, I would have loved it as well. So, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I get your point. I mean, as long as we're not bitching about the ending. You know, because it was fine. No, I, I had no problem people. with the ending. From, yeah, no. good. I didn't good like man. the reaction from the internet. <laughs> no, no, I didn't. <laughs> I thought it was awful. And it then, see when it took Bioware so long to come up with the DLC, ju- DLC just to tie up loose ends, to pander to the whiny... I wish they would have said tough titty oh, and just left it. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I just think, you know... But then oh. again, it's a business. I, I can't blame yeah. them for being a business. It's the vocal yeah. minority though, surely. It's, it's the ten folk that really got their panties in a twist about the ending. <laughs> Yeah, I I mean to go back to a point before there was I think it was called the Homecoming DLC, and whilst I've not not played it myself, you know people that I've talked to that have played it have said that's the real goodbye to the game. That's, but that was planned DLC from the start. Uh, I mean the practices of EA and 
Bioware at that time, I guess it's a different conversation, but if you're going to have that sort of story in the game, don't nickel and dime people, you know, pay it up front. Anyway, I think we spent like 35 minutes talking about that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, so Mike, 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 give us another tale of woe and desperation. Okay, so in the world of disappointing sequels, my list is quite massive. Um, it goes from, you know, the most most likely disappointments, such as Final Fantasy VIII, stemming over to the more controversial ones like Donkey Kong, Tropical Freeze. But the one uh... I want to choose first is the one right in the middle, which is Resident Evil 5. So, Resident Evil 5, this was coming off the back of, you know, a, a brilliant set of set of survival horror games from, you know, the first through to Code Veronica, which, you know, you could argue that might have been a bit of a disappointment, but at the time it didn't seem as me, much yeah. of a disappointment as going from Resident Evil 4 through to Resident Evil 5. So four had been absolutely amazing. You know, I'd I'd got it the first week on the GameCube. I'd I'd absolutely, I'd I'd monstered it. I'd done absolutely everything there was to do in that. I'd even gone on to see my friends who'd get it on the PlayStation Two. Sort of want to check out that you know Ed Wong mission that you only get on that that version. Um, oh yeah, was it Separate Ways? I think it was called. I think it was yeah. yeah, but but I mean going back to the first one which I played on a on a PlayStation along with things like Street Fighter Alpha. Um, we, I, I had a group of friends. We all got well into uh, Resident Evil. We'd pick up the director's cut. We'd play Resident Evil Two on the day it came out in two different rooms, switching discs once we'd completed to do the second <laughs> stories. Uh, oh, it was, it was manic. But, but this core group of friends, I, I mean, I, uh, my best friends to the day, to to this day even, uh, Andrew Jackson, we both both set out on pre-ordering. We had our we had our PlayStation freeze ready. We had Resident Evil 5 ready to go on the first day. And we knew this was coming in as a co-op game. Um, I'd played the demo. And the demo was was impressive. You know, it it was it was somewhat similar to what I'd seen at E3 a while back. Where it was, you know, zombies running across shadows down streets. Things like that. And you're thinking, this could be amazing. A completely new set of scenery for, a, you know, what could, could be a brilliant sequel to Resident Evil 4. Um... So the game finally hit, um, and it, you know, we played those first demo levels again, we moved on a bit further, but it never sort of opened up in the same way that Resident Evil 4 had done. Um, you know, Resident Evil 4, it transitions all across all sorts of places, it's it's like the Street Fighter of Resident Evil games, you know, it goes everywhere. <laughs> um, Leon Kennedy, <laughs> the world warrior? <laughs> kind of, but... James Bond. You know... Just something didn't gel about it. They'd throw in extra support characters who wouldn't be like you know as memorable. You know, you throw in, you look at any character from the first game, and they, they've all got their own little backstory. You know, like a uh, Brad Brad Vickers and uh, oh, it, old, is it Enrico? Brad. I can't remember. There's there's so many just weird characters, and you you take them all all for word completely. You know, you, you commit them to memory. But here it was the first time you saw cracks in the armor, and you were thinking, "I don't know if Resident Evil still got it." Um, when we we completed it, it was a good game. I remember a lot more time than expected, being busy with collecting treasures and stuff all the way through it. But but it, ultimately, it was it was the disappointment in the Resident Evil series for me, and it's a uh, you know to today it's it's been tarnished. 
But it's, it's a good enough game that I've gone back to play it a couple of times since. It's just, as a disappointment, it ranks up there as, especially getting it on the first day, the possibly the biggest disappointment for me, yeah. Oh, yeah, uh, I'm kind of the opposite. I'll, I'll, I think four is good, but five is way better. Hmm. Uh, for me, like, like uh, you're right. I mean, having it set in Africa was absolutely brilliant because it's something the Resident Evil's never done. It's always been houses, urban, you know, things like that. Uh, that alone really made me interested in it. Uh, plus the fact that it's no longer zombies anymore. It's not Las Plagas. It's that Ouroboros thing. I mean, that, that's a nice little twist. The boss fights, I don't think, were near as memorable as four. I mean, there were a few, like the the incinerator room one. I mean, that's kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. But um, like I'll I'll take I'll take uh, Boulder Punch and Chris and Sheva over Ashley and Leon. Yeah. And it, I don't know. There's I mean I recently played through the whole series, so something about four just does not age very well for me. But I didn't play it at the time either. I mean that was it was a PS2 was when I finally played it. Mm-hmm. I, I think five five with the co- it did co-op way better than Resident Evil Zero. I, I think the um, the treasures thing and and the um, the upgrade path was a lot more forgiving than it was in 4. In 4, if you, like, halfway upgraded a gun, you kind of had to use it. You didn't have much other opportunity to grab another gun and then upgrade it again. Well, I mean, uh, did you have experience with Mercenaries? Because Mercenaries was a huge sticking point with Resident Evil 4 when it came out. It was, you know, it, without co-op, it was still a case that, you know, once you'd finished the main game, you'd be you'd be delving into that every single time. And it was... Every every level uh, there, yeah. I think, was a classic. Maybe maybe that's some of it. I I hate mercenaries. Can't stand it. Mm. I I don't like I don't like the time to try to get the the score as high as you can. I, it, it that does not mesh with Resident Evil for me. So that might have been some of it. But like I I think I think that the the uh, what are they called Majini? I think the the yeah the main bad guys the 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 Majini with the giant axe and the hood on his head. That's that's actually more iconic for me than Resident Evil 4's Chainsaw Guy. Right. So yeah, it, it just must be uh, different perspectives. It, that mm. Sheva is pretty cool. I like Sheva. Yeah, I, I found the enemy enemy types just as the, a lot less interesting to me. But you know, if yeah, you, it's personal taste. If you like the spe- spearmen, then. <laughs> that's, that's I see, I, I, yeah, yeah, we're going to leave that conversation alone because that, that's going to make us either look really pompous or really bad, depending on how it goes. Hmm. Okay. So, how about you guys? Did you have any? I've only played. Sorry, go. Well, I don't know if we were going to say the exact same thing there. I've only played uh, Resident Evils one and two, and not any further in the series at all, apart from the Resident Evil Seven beginning hour teaser, uh, which I played with my eyes closed. <laughs> when they got really scary, that's when you checked out. You're like, nope, nope, I'm done. I, I think that was, I think that's it. Tension, I can deal with. Jump scares, uh, yeah, yeah, okay. But see around. that beginning hour with the mannequins? Jesus. <laughs> Why? I mean, no. <laughs> uh, yeah, beginning, between beginning hour and PT, uh, I got all the, the workout for my heart that I needed for like yeah, a month. It's, it's not. It's and the thing is, I really like the idea of sitting down and being terrified playing, but I, I just, I don't think I, I'm not strong enough. That's <laughs> perfectly acceptable. <laughs> yeah, I think you'd be safe. You'd be quite safe with Resident Evil Five because I think Four's obviously where it turned 
pretty much full on action straight out the gate. But there were a few bits yeah. which caught you off guard. Um, five is where I think there's more of a more of a slightly comic feel to it. I mean, they, you know, okay. four has ridiculous stuff in it as well. But I thought five sort of pushed it a tiny bit bolder further. Well, not not just mm. that. I mean, this the airplane. I remember being okay. This is a little ridiculous. Yeah, there's just a weird thing. You know, when you get an absolute abundance of armoured armored guys running about with guns and all sorts going on, and then, you know, like, conveyor belts with lava stamping down and all, all sorts of crazy stuff. Four sort of just about managed to save its face with having funny-looking commandos walking around, but only just. <laughs> Five blew the lid open on that and went... Yeah. We're, we're committed to it now. You know what mm. it might be for me too is Wesker is my favorite character. Love Wesker, and Wesker really wasn't in four, but Wesker was yeah. a huge part of five. So that might be some of it too. Oh, true, and it, and it was really cool seeing seeing Jill pop up again and things. You know, yeah, yeah. There, I'm not saying it's a bad game. I'm just saying. Oh no, it, I know. It didn't fit right for me. It was, a, it wasn't the Resident Evil Five I wanted. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Was it the Resident Evil 5 you deserved? <laughs> it might have been. <laughs> I, I think I set the bar a little too high, but anyone who played Resident Evil 4 at the time definitely would have. Oh, it was that's, fantastic. That's yeah. just what I was going to say, yeah. Um, so uh, the only Resident Evil game I've finished is Nemesis, I think. And I don't know why I like that one. Not a bad I, one. I get so far... Yeah, I get so far with them, and I just I just kind of shut down. But um, I remember getting so far in 4 and just thinking, this really isn't for me. I... I I don't know what it was. I, I mean, it's a great game, and everybody raves about it. Um, listening to you talk there, Mike, and you sound so disappointed in the game. You know, I almost feel like I wanted to cry at the end of that speech. <laughs> uh, but, well, it's, it's true as well. Oh, Four is the game that it might have been involved involved too much in a, an evolution of games point because you go back to it now and you've got the right stick doing all sorts of funny stuff which you yeah, you're not yeah. really wanting. Um, it's yeah, it's definitely a timepiece of of its time, but at the time it was it was absolutely golden. Yeah, yeah. I I mean I I started five. Um, I think it might have been on plus, and I started it and thought this game seems okay and I could probably finish this, but I really want to play it with somebody else. And for that reason, I just didn't know anybody else that had it at the time, so I never I never played it. But I'm I'm quite disappointed to hear that it's not the game you thought it was going to be because. For me, it seemed like the most approachable one, and mm. uh, for the same reason that it wasn't zombies again. Um, so yeah, it's a bit disappointing. Yeah. I mean, that seems to be something we're actually running into, just with these few games. Is you have a developer that does something amazing like Mass Effect One or Resident Evil Four, and mm -hmm. they've got to be yeah. sitting there going, "Crap, how do we follow that up?" <laughs> true, true. I was just, I was, I was thinking that actually, just looking through my list, a lot of these games, they're not bad games in their own merit. It's just the games that were previous yeah. they just don't live up to it and maybe the bar was set too high I, I don't know now now something something that uh actually not resident evil level disappointment but really disappointed me um it, it it's not a good game i have anybody who likes it really needs to get their head checked and i have no problem saying this because nobody likes it <laughs> but um and the XCOM series right it started with the wonderful ufo defense right and that was amazing as a kid. That opened my eyes to strategy games. And it's been the love I've had my entire life. Then you have Terror from the Deep, which is great because it's underwater. And yeah. under 
underwater, underwater, whichever you say, it's cool, right? Water. Mm-hmm. Water. 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 Very interesting. Huh? Water. You have, I mean, I could go Jersey, we could go water, but would, a, a, would after you? those two just fantastic games, and yeah, Terror from the Deep was kind of hard and buggy, but it was still good. You have that string of just the worst XCOM games ever. I mean, you've got Interceptor, yeah. and, and Interceptor was like a crappy um, X-Wing versus TIE Fighter. Yeah. If somebody took away your keyboard and made you control it with a potato kind of thing. <laughs> uh, and then you have XCOM Enforcer, which is like somebody heard once about what a third-person shooter game was and then was given Legos to make one for themselves. Whoa. It's terrible. Enforcer was my favorite of the XCOM series. Whoa. All right, Craig, you're fired. Get out. I'm only, I'm only, I'm Get only out. kidding. I'm only and I mean, after that, that's all. I mean, they got they got the string of just two really bad games, and they're, they're going downhill. And then they try to bring it back with Apocalypse, mm. and it's just it's it's nowhere near. It, it's kind of like they saw SimCity 2000 and went, that, "That's that's not a bad idea. <laughs> we should try that," and it just doesn't work. And so, yeah, for a long time, XCOM was was like just the series that meant a lot to me, and then just kind of went into the gutter. It's kind of like if you had a really popular celebrity everybody likes, and then you find out he died in a crack den. It's like, oh man, God! How many games are there in the XCOM series then? Yeah, there's six, seven, eight, I believe. Eight. Yeah, because after Apocalypse comes the wonderful, the absolutely fantastic, but that's not the point of this episode. Uh, remake XCOM Enemy Unknown. It's yeah, absolutely it's wonderful. Nice. And so then you, you have the, the... The Bureau, I think it was. Yeah, it's a bit of a misstep. It's a cool idea, but it doesn't quite work. Uh, it's a third-person shooter with squad tactics, and then we're, eh, eh. Okay. that's just for another story. And then you have you know XCOM Two, which came out and just just blew my mind. Like I'm pretty sure there's still some gray matter over on my wall from where it just. <laughs> <laughs> so there's seven games between XCOM and XCOM Two. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Right, just checking, just checking. But yeah, I, I, you, I, uh, does anybody, anybody out there remember like starting with XCOM 1 and Terror of the Deep and then just kind of hitting that trash? I do remember it being a case of playing the first one, really loving it, spending loads of time messing about, getting to the second, thinking this looks amazing, and then realising it was just a bit impenetrable. Um, and yeah, then Terror from the Deep was tough. Then just sort of wallowing around, looking at them and thinking, what are they doing? What's, I mean, when uh, XCOM Apocalypse came out, which looked like looked like it was going to be a return to form, you're like, you're suddenly seeing sort of semi sort of Crusader No Remorse graphics in it, and thinking, I'm not a hundred percent sure because one of the cool things about the really early ones was that whole sort of um, comic book vibe to him, which really really looked cool. Oh yeah. Mm. And it, you know, as, as primitive as it, as it might have actually been in the gameplay itself, all the all the surrounding stuff was top notch. But this was like, you know, FMV explosions going on all the place, and you're thinking, oh my, oh my word, what happened to it? And I think, oh it, I think it sort of died oh its death. Pretty. Yeah, I, it, it I, really fact, did. It, it died it a even noble death. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing looks more out of place than FMV fire. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> the explosions. <laughs> yeah. no. It's just, it's not right. It's not right. 
But yeah, I mean, I mean, if if you're a strategy gamer, I mean, even today, even today, XCOM One is really good. Like it's one of those things where they nailed it right the first time, and even mostly the second time. I, I haven't really looked into what happened. I wonder if it was like uh, corporate shaking up or something like that. But yeah, that that really like for a while I stopped playing uh, strategy games. And when XCOM the new one came out, I was really excited. But there was that little part in your brain that's like, I don't know, dude, <laughs> I might do it again. Mm. Uh, de- definitely a development shift, I reckon, between those first two games and what yeah came between. Just having a wee, a wee quick look as well. There are two XCOM games on the Apple App Store. There is XCOM Enemy Within for a cool $9.99. And then there is the free XCOM The Bold Game. Oh, that's, a, that's actually a pretty cool idea. Good. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've heard the board game, the actual physical board game, is quite good. And Enemy Within there cool. being an expanded version of uh, the remake of Enemy Unknown. Yeah, mm. of course it was called something different in Europe, right? The first one was uh, was it UFO Defense here, and it was what was it over there? Um, Enemy Unknown. Okay, yeah. Okay, here it was UFO Defense. Okay, oh, what the... I knew it was Firex. This game. Yeah. Oh, all right. Yep, yep. So here it was it was different. <laughs> You're up, Luke. Uh, yo, okay, that then it's my turn. So I'm gonna discuss uh, Dark Siders two. Um, Dark Siders one. I remember listening to the lead uh, developer slash. I think he was an artist actually. He did. Uh, was it Virgil Comics? Um, I hadn't heard of him before, but just after listening to how enthusiastic he was in whatever podcast I listened to, I knew I was buying that game without even looking at it. So I did a bit of research into it and then found that, wow, this game's amazing. It's it's basically just a Zelda game with a really dark theme. It kind of reminded me like a mix between Spawn and Zelda. Yeah, and very it, biblical it had, overtones. Yeah, it had Mark Hamill in it as a voice actor. Brilliant. Um, so really, really enjoyed that game. Uh, so much so that I think I gave like I made everyone I know like play it or talked about it loads. So when Darksiders Two was announced, uh, day one purchase, you know I'm just so so excited for this game, and it it just didn't have the same sort of it didn't have the same sort of effect on me. Uh, it it didn't have the right bit effect on me. it felt to me like. They didn't know what to do next, so they just found another game that was popular at the t- time and copied it, kind of like what they did with Darksiders. It is just an Ocarina of Time clone. Yeah. Uh, and they made a Prince of Persia game, and it just didn't click. So there's not really much more to say on it unless you guys have played it. I'm not sure if anybody has, and we'll have the same amount of love, but for me, that was a massive disappointment. I've not played it, but I now want to go and play Darksiders. Darksiders is good. Darksiders is better Zelda than Zelda. Oh, Oh, no. Let's not have that. How many times have I heard from you, X is a better Zelda than Zelda? Because Zelda (laughs) is an overrated, bloated corpse that everybody likes to hold in the air and say, look at it! (laughs) Super, Super Meat Boy is a better Zelda than Zelda. No, but Super Meat Boy's a better Zelda 2 than Zelda 2. 
I am worried now um, that Luke said this because I I did actually get Darksiders two with the um the Nintendo Humble Bundle some time back, yeah, so yeah. I've I've got it ready to install on the Wii U at some point. But I I did really enjoy the first PS4, game. Yeah, yeah, I've, I thought that it was amazing. The uh, just just all all everything that happens in the first game. There's there's a solid story to it. There's solid. Yeah, everything's happening in that yeah. game. So if, if this second one is such a disappointment, I'm not going to be too happy when I, I, mean, when I do finally play that, I think. I um, I think I think it reviewed quite well. Yeah. I, not as well as the first one, but it... Well, again, these yeah, aren't bad me, games. They're just disappointments. Yeah. Yeah, so it, it's just my opinion, of course. Mm-hmm. Where where do you think they, they hyped it up and you, you actually didn't didn't get along with it as well? Well, I think there was there was rumbles that you know when the first one came out that this is just an Ocarina Time clone, and that was okay for me because I loved Ocarina Time and there hadn't been a Zelda game apart from Wind Waker that had kind of filled that that gap. So uh, when this game came out, I loved it and I expected more of the same or an improvement but it seemed like they didn't know what to do and they just picked another game that was popular at the time and they didn't do it as well in my opinion. I think the story was a little bit lacklustre and it was just they they nailed it the first time. Yeah. I I loved um, Darksiders 1. I played that actually through a couple times now. It's really cool for me because my family being as, as religious as we are, um, I get a lot of the little nods. Like, I, you know, I know what the Nephilim are and, and all the, the four horsemen. A really cool representation of them. But yeah, I, I like the little things that it does that you wouldn't really expect it to. I, I do think it's a better Zelda, but that's a conversation for another time. Um, <laughs> I, I even even just some of those the environments were wonderful environments that were really I hate to use a pompous word, but they're very evocative, right? I mean, like I, I still mm. remember the graveyard or that that desert where you had to get away from that giant mm. sandworm, right? Yeah, yeah. It was great. Definitely. Or uh, what was it? The, the yeah. part that was like a shooter with the, the, the angels. Yeah, it's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm actually yeah I'm kind of in the same boat with Mike I bought Darksiders 2 a while ago and I'm like yeah I'm gonna I'm gonna pop into that sometime after I play Darksiders 1 again and now Luke you've 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 ruined it for me see I feel <laughs> I feel really bad I feel, I feel like I feel like I need my I feel like I need my opinion approved so I'd be I'd really no, no, appreciate well, no, the feedback uh, I, I'm yeah. disappointed because you mentioned Prince of Persia and I don't like Prince of Persia so ugh. they they, they obviously had to change so you know Darksiders is around the Four Horsemen, and the first one you play is Apocalypse. The second one is Death. And first one you play is War. In, by the way, it's, it's sorry, War. war. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Thank you. And um, it just like they they needed they needed to change it up, and that's maybe the way that they went for it. But it's a lot about you know climbing up stuff, and uh, I don't know. That was supposed to be a longer series too, wasn't it? It wasn't supposed to end with two. It was supposed to do every horseman, right? Yeah. Well, Dark, Dark Siders three is allegedly in development since they oh, got bought out when THQ I want to play Pestilence, down, but... man. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I, if there's a third one, I will buy it day one. I'm, I love that series. The second one was good as well. It just, just a bit disappointing. Just as a side note, yeah. Vigil Games, they are they still actually signed to anyone? I thought they were the ones who, the only ones who weren't bought in the. Yeah, I I don't think, 
I think they lost the rights to Darksiders and now another company has it. But I think they're still going, although the main artist is now doing something else. Okay. It's kind of weird right. that they weren't picked up. That would be one of the few franchises besides like Saints Row that I would think would get snapped up from THQ. Oh no, Vi- Vigil Games went bust in 2013. They they went out with the THQ thing. Yeah, that's what I meant. I'm surprised nobody bought them. Mm. Yeah. I think Sega came close, I mean, but they picked up Relic. That's not a bad choice either. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Relic's pretty good. <laughs> I like Relic. Uh, yeah, they've created a new studio called Airship Syndicate, and uh, I'm not sure what their first game will be. I wonder if they're going to be like another Silicon Knights where they just eternally try to get another sequel going. <laughs> God bless Dennis Dyack. So uh, the the main guy that drew the comics is called Joe Madaruria. I, I don't know how you say that. Anyway, he's he's known for the Battle Chaser comics, and his new studio will be making a trilogy of those games. So oh, again, man. I'm looking forward to that. Hmm? I don't know. I want to know the Darksiders. Because that's not, that's not a, a subject very often broached in games, right? Mm. That whole, the, the, the Christian view of the end of the world. Like, you never see that. Yeah. And that can make some really cool games. <laughs> Dante's Inferno was a bit crazy. <laughs> oh, I love Dante's Inferno. I love yeah. that game. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, that's another podcast. Oh, speaking of the Force Horsemen of the Apocalypse... Um, I want to speak, maybe just lightly touch on um, the absolutely disappointing sequel that was California Games 2. <laughs> <laughs> that is one of the four horsemen of the apocalypse, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Indeed. Um, no, I can't. I can't think of even the most tenuous link to what I've got. Well, make it list. stupid then. Like speaking of the four horsemen, what about Sonic? You know, you know something stupid like that. Sonic Three. Well, they're just dead with California <laughs> Games. Well, the Sonic. <laughs> there's, nothing, there's nothing wrong with Sonic. There's yes, absolutely there is. nothing wrong with Sonic. Yes, there is. Okay, right. Um, I've got a short, short and sweet one here. Um, so, um, speaking of the four horsemen of the apocalypse, which sounds like a bit of a Crisis. There we go. I've done it. I've done it. Um, Wonderful. Crisis 2. Crisis 2. What a disappointing heap of poop that game is. It's like someone took... I think you used the phrase earlier. I'm going to use it again. It's like someone played five minutes of Crisis and then tried to describe it to someone (laughs) to make Crisis 2. It just it lost it. It just lost absolutely everything. I don't. I I didn't even finish Crisis Two. I got. I, I couldn't even tell you if it was a third of the way through. I'm assuming it's a third of the way through because it was about eight nine hours through it. It might actually be nearer halfway through it. And I just thought this isn't this isn't cool at all. Crisis was all about cool tech and cool weapons and coolness. It's awesome shooting, and Crisis Two had nothing it didn't even have a good story it had nothing and it's short and sweet as that guys crisis 2 was rubbish I, I and i've got only <laughs> I've got... used crisis as a benchmark i've never actually played it okay the first one's brilliant that's it well that's what everybody said about far cry 2 and I, yeah, yeah. now th- this one is 
really get this story and crisis one was mm -hmm. was brilliant i i completely agree craig uh yeah two was two was pretty poor and if i remember like right three wasn't much better no three wasn't was three did we get three with the playstation three um plus i seem to we I think got have... uh, a beta beta multiplayer demo thing which okay. I, I remember was quite good Anyway, yeah, the online, anyway, yeah. The online was fun, yeah. but yeah, the, the the story of the first one was was brilliant. Yeah, we we did actually get Crisis Two with uh, PS Plus as well some years back. I, was it Crisis Two with P PS Plus? I yeah, know I've got yeah. it in my library, and I don't know why. It's something that I would gladly delete. This is the thing as well. I'm complaining about a game that that I was utterly disappointed with, and I got it for free. I didn't even pay for it. And it still stuck out as one of the times I've been really disappointed. I'm like, God, God damn it. Um, I've got another... See, you can cut this out, but I figured out a tenuous, very tenuous link with two terrible sequels that I've only got limited knowledge of either. So try try this out, and if, if you don't like it, just cut the whole thing out. If not, leave it all in. But GoldenEye for the N64. Good game. Yeah? Yeah. Perfect yeah. Dark. Good game. Yeah. Roughly, yeah. Perfect Dark is vaguely in the same... It's it's an, an enhanced GoldenEye. But then you've got Perfect Dark Zero and GoldenEye <laughs> Rogue Agent. <laughs> I, I, now, see, I will stick up for Rogue Agent. Oh, I no. Okay, right, okay. Right, fair enough. I um, thought both were rather disappointing compared to GoldenEye and Perfect Dark. So uh, that, perfect that dark. I agree a hundred percent, man. I, I, uh, I played through that. I forced my way through that, and it it was terrible. I actually, I, I knew it was, I knew it was a terrible game, and I remember not playing very like a Crisis Two type. Thing. It was the three sixty exclusive, wasn't it? Yeah, and it was, yeah. it was just, I, it was the one of the peaks of my gaming was was playing was when when that I had a three sixty, and it was just it was awful, and I seem to remember. Oh, what am I thinking? Seem to remember playing through a wee bit of it and just switching it off and just thinking, what was that? I actually Googled it today because I couldn't, I couldn't piece together what the story was or anything in my head, and I was trying to think, what about it was terrible? And I found this forum, and it was Perfect Dark versus Perfect Dark Zero or something like that. And the top post on it was the pros and cons, and it said Perfect Dark pros awesome game in every respect. Cons had a terrible sequel. <laughs> and had Perfect Dark Zero. Pros, no pros. Cons shouldn't have existed or something <laughs> like that. And, it was just, and, and then there was just hundreds of posts below it without any further argument. It was just like, yeah, that's, that's spot on. That's yeah. exactly yeah. Where, where we need to end I, up. Even one of the coolest bits of Perfect Dark, right? Joanna. Joanna is cool. Mm -hmm. They yeah. they just ruined her, man. What? So yeah, how did, how did Microsoft manage to get the rights for Perfect Dark? I, I don't understand. Well, they bought how Rare, that... so it, it was with Rare rather than Nintendo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they bought Rare, lock, stock, everything, except Donkey Kong. Oh, okay, I was just really surprised because you know Nintendo are normally pretty strict with that sort of stuff. Well, they 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 got that checkered history with Rare. Because, you know, rare is rare, and that's not always a good thing. Yeah, to, 
to back Craig up here, I did boot up Perfect Dark Zero from the Rare Replay collection. I remember having a housemate <laughs> who played it back in the day on the 360, and I, all I could hear through the the wall was just a bit of swearing, really, on a constant basis. <laughs> but he persisted. He completed the game. I don't know what was wrong with him, but when I played it the other year, I, I think Man, I played it for... It might have been over 13 or 14 minutes. I can't remember which one. But that was the extent <laughs> of how long I could play it. I, I did actually in, uninstall it. The Rare Replay tries to install all the games. I forced it not to install that one, just in case. <laughs> um, yeah. Now, I, this touches very lightly because there's been a few games now where I've stuck it in and only, there's very, very few games I've not finished. But there's some that I've stuck in and only played for 10 or 15 minutes. And we have got an upcoming worst games we have ever played episode. So this is like, this is going to be on right. I love this delicious, mm. gossipy, <laughs> trash talking games. <laughs> love it. Yeah, I, I, I don't know what they did wrong with Perfect Dark Zero. I mean, it's not even something I can put my finger on. It was just bad. Yeah. Like, I mean, I even played multiplayer. I was like, okay, maybe the single player is just weak, right? Maybe it's like, you know, eh, okay, okay, but the multiplayer is great. No, mm-hmm. no, the multiplayer is terrible. The multiplayer is terrible, and it was 32 players. You could play 32. Yeah, that's a cool idea, and right? It, 32 people, and it, you never you never really, multiplayer on that scale, you just didn't get that much of. And then you get 32 folk all playing terrible multiplayer. Because um, the multiplayer on the first one was the three modes in the first one. Or was the three modes in the second one? There was three modes. Yeah, I oh. think it was three modes in the first one. I mean, Craig, I love, I love how you can sound so angry but happy at the same time. You sound angry, happy, and confused at the same time. I mean, I mean, an interesting little bit is right, like, um, so, so I started it. I finished a single player. I had a friend who bought it. Uh, this was years after release. I want to say like five, six years, right? It was pretty late in the 360 life. And he was like, look, dude, I got to play through this just once. I got like the Steelbook edition for $4. We got to do it. I was like, all right. So we played through it together. And then, yeah, uh, he went back home. And we decided, let's play multiplayer together, right? Because I forgot how crappy it was. Mm-hmm. And there was... We sat there for like 15 minutes just just trying to find people to play because we're like, nobody's playing this, right? Nobody. And uh, we, we found a guy. There was one guy after 15 minutes of trying to find a lot people to fill a lobby. And we played a few rounds and, you know, it was, he was better than us because we played Perfect Dark Zero more. And afterwards, I messaged him and I invited him into a party and I was like, are you playing this because you like it? And he's like, oh, yeah, I, you know, this game is great. It's really sad the community hasn't backed it up. I'm like, oh, I found the one person. There is one person <laughs> in the world who loved Perfect Dark Zero. <laughs> so, dude, wherever you are, keep shining, you crazy bastard. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, I, I've never, again, I've never met anybody that loved it. Um, speaking of things everybody loves, let's talk Star Fox, gentlemen. Yeah. Star Fox has got to have one of the worst track records for a Nintendo franchise, right? Hmm. I mean, they had a hit with Star Fox 1. It was great. For the time. It doesn't hold up very well now. Because, you know, this is the way it goes. Wars? No, I mean Star Fox, not you crazy moon people. Uh-huh. 
So then, you know, you have Star Fox 2, where it, it is okay, but it got canceled. That's fine. Whatever. And then we have Star Fox 64, which is fantastic. Absolutely wonderful. Hmm. So then, I want to get this straight. Nintendo decides to give it to Rare. Mm. Why? I don't know. They just did. And we get the wonderful Star Fox Adventures. And I really hope you can sense sarcasm in that wonderful, because that game is awful. Then after that, you have this string of just just bad Star Fox games. I, I don't know if Rare kickstarted something, but they, I mean, even to this day, Star Fox Zero is, is it's not very good. So I mean, that's a franchise kind of like XCOM that just kind of plummeted after you give it to Rare. I wonder if XCOM decided to give it to Rare. <laughs> yeah, was it Namco did the Star Fox Assault on the GameCube? Uh, yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah. I think I I think the only game that I got any sort of love back for the franchise from was the um uh was it Star Fox Command Force or I can't remember the name on the DS. I think it was just Command. So yeah, Star, Star Fox, Fox Command. Command. Yeah, that had that had something to it just about. Um you could just about get get some good game out of it. Um the Namco one wasn't terrible, it just wasn't Oh, no, see, I there. remember not liking it at all. Yeah. Hmm, it felt like but a Ridge Racer. A Ridge Racer presents Star Fox. <laughs> <laughs> Although, saying that, uh, you know, Sega managed to do it with F-Zero. They they added a bit of sort of techno into it and, and got away with it. Oh, with F- GX. F-Zero should have been in Sega's hands from the beginning if they were going to do that with it. Like, F-Zero, GX, and what is it? What's your AAX? I think it's the arcade cabinet. Oh, those, those games are some of the best racing games I've ever played. Mm. They are fantastic. But um, main, mainly Star Fox Adventures. I mean, Star Fox Adventures is is probably the worst in the franchise. Does anybody else? Let's see the third person one where you play. Wait, 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 the Prince ship, Tricky, yeah. the dinosaur who's so lovable and cute, and of course, it did give us Crystal the Fox, which is never a good thing. <laughs> I mean, she's an okay character, but boy, howdy. The internet loves her. This is the game that started off as something like Dinosaur Planet or something like that that I read in yeah. magazines yeah, yeah, for years. Yeah. That's, that's what's ringing my bell, yeah. Yeah, it was an N64 game that started out as. Right, right. So I don't know if it's all on Rare for mis, you know, reappropriating a game and then sticking Star Fox in it, but I blame them. I've never played it. I've... I've... The only the only experience I've had that I seem to I don't even know if it's Star Fox because I that's not ringing a bell. But is there something about in the N sixty four you could plug the thing into the bottom of the controller oh, and it vibrated? The rumble pack, the rumble, the yeah. rumble pack, yeah. yeah. That was introduced yeah. Was to the that, game. Ah, right. You know something. I think I've had a wee shot of it, but not to any great extent. That's li- Lilac uh, Wars. Yeah. You would have known it as Lilac Wars. They've got it as yeah. uh, Star yeah. Fox sixty four. I think. Yeah, you know right. what? That's that's two rare games that introduced peripherals in their games. Donkey Kong Country mm-hmm. sixty four had the the uh, expansion pack, and Star Fox had the uh, Rumble pack. Yeah. And then the original Star Fox from Argonaut had the uh, Super FX chip. Yeah, yeah. Which, I mean, have, have anybody gone back and played the original Star Fox? Uh, I was actually just going to say that they, they ported one of them to the 3DS, which is still quite a good play. It's the N64 one, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the N64 is tops. 
Yeah, they, I, I, it's the same with Mario Kart. I, I struggle to go back to the SNES version just because it kind of makes me motion sick. Oh, the other Mode 7? Yeah. yeah. It's funny you mentioned Super Mario Kart because it was actually Mario Kart 64, which um, which I found as a big disappointment. I, I love the music from the game. I thought there was, there's quite a lot of things done right with that, but it just it seemed like too, too big a change for me. Um I I liked Mario Kart. I thought everything seemed fine with it. It was of its time, but I thought sixty four was was an odd thing. It, you know, throwing sort of two D and three D at me at the same time when we'd just been given a you know Super Mario sixty four and all the all the crazy new three D stuff. It it was a weird mix for me. It just didn't gel. And as much as I wanted to enjoy those multiplayer sessions, I sort of felt myself forcing forcing myself to be there. Just to endure it to get through to playing Goldeneye after. But, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I never I bought mean, the I game. Mean, 64 has the best Rainbow Road, man, ever. It does, yeah. it does. And luckily, there are games later on in the series which repurpose that track into a, well, oh, yeah. a much better games. But, um. um I, I, think, I think 64 is the one that's aged the worst now. Like, at Super Nintendo, I can still go back to because, you know, it's, it's retro goodness. Hmm. But 64, yeah. there's something about it that just feels wrong now. So I can sort of, I mean, it, maybe you were just feeling it then, what, you know, we, I felt 20 years later. Yeah. That, so, yeah. It didn't gel with me, but I did, I did appreciate its technical marvel. I mean, you know, it's got that whole Ridge Racer thing, driving down and seeing, you know, seeing a, a picture in picture thing of, of camera points and all sorts on, on billboards. It was, you know, it was amazing. There's, there is yeah. a lot of crazy stuff going in, on in there. It's just the actual mechanics of the game. They just didn't didn't gel right. It was, it was weird, wasn't it? The the Z trigger as you jump underneath. Yeah, that was the first one with power slide too, where you you know you wiggle the stick back and forth to get more of a boost. Oh yeah. yeah. Mm. The only thing I found frustrating about that game, and I guess most of the Mario Karts are guilty of it, was when you were playing against the computer, you you had to position yourself in a set way to win the race. Otherwise, you know the cars never you never lost the cars behind you, and the chances are you'd get a red shell at the back just before yeah. the end. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. The rubber banding in Mario Kart games is absolutely ridiculous. You need yeah. to be in second place with three green shells trailing behind you, up until yeah. the last straight. I remember once me uh, when me and the wife were playing Mario Kart Double Dash, which I think might be the best in the series. But that's for another time. Um, oh, I actually have on video somewhere. Uh, we we were recording for some reason. I don't know why. But there was I had a star, <laughs> had a star, and you know you it hits your top speed with a star, right? You go faster than any other car. And there comes Toad up behind me and passes me without a mushroom. And it's like what? Well, that's that's not fair. So yeah, yeah. to be fair though. With, he is shells. a mushroom. That is a good point. So he just <laughs> bites off chunks of himself. But yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, they, they really don't stand up as good single-player experiences. Not like their rival, Diddy Kong Racing, or Crash Team Racing, which I thought was a great mm-hmm. single-player. Little but, Big yeah. Planet Racing, yeah. Little Big Planet no. Racing, yep. Definitely with you, Luke. <laughs> I hate you both. But yeah, yeah. Um, I, I kind of agree with you now, Mike, on Mario Kart 64. There's something about it that does not feel right. Hmm. All right, we are starting to go a little bit long in the tooth. So what we're thinking about doing is we have, we have some honorable mentions we want to mention. 
And if that's something you guys are interested in as listeners, uh, let us know. And maybe we'll, we'll bring them back and actually explain why uh, some of these were disappointing games for us. Maybe we, this is something we could do once every couple of months or something. Just, you know, since we're always playing games. So, all right, Luke, what do you got as honorable mentions? <coughs> so my games in list are Jack 2, uh, Dragon Age 2, Crackdown 2, Assassin's Creed 3, Uncharted 3, Luigi's Mansion 2, Metroid Other M, <laughs> Prince of Persia Warrior Within, Fighting Force 2, Tony Hawk 5, Earthworm Jim 3D, Final Fantasy 13, and Fable 2. Luigi's Mansion 2? Hmm. Yeah, it's crazy. Oh, That's on my nah, list too. No, no, no. <laughs> oh, oh really? thank you, wow. Mike. Yeah. Right. I'm just going to go next because I know Mike's list is about a mile long, so I can read <laughs> out my list and then I can go and make a coffee or something <laughs> and come back and he'll, he'll still be talking. So, Dave, my however many, but it's less than 10 list of games <laughs> is I had Crackdown 2, um, Duke Nukem Forever, I had whatever the Zelda Philips CDI release was. Wine uh, of Gamelon. There we go. Oh my goodness, what a game. Uh, Medal of Honor Warfighter, uh, Mafia 2. Oh, good one. Um, oh, bad one. What, Mafia 2? Really? Mafia, maf- not Mafia, Mafia. It's a list. Carry over the list. No, <laughs> okay, sorry. Okay, right. Um, Armia 2, uh, The Devil's Cartel, and California Games 2. And also, <laughs> <clears throat> Assassin's Creed's 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9. Get out. And side stories. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and all the ones um, that don't have numbers. I, I don't have a lot on this, but you know, this, this here we go. Uh, Beautiful Joe, Red Hot Rumble, yeah, yeah. Medieval Two, Ghoul Patrol, which, in case you didn't know, is a sequel to Zombies Ate My Neighbors, Rocket Knight Adventures, huh? the remake, and Sparkster. Okay, and then one which we will be. Just Discussing relatively soon in that Super Mario World 2 Yoshi's Island. Hmm. Oh. Straight with a burn there, Dave. <laughs> yeah, I had to have that. <laughs> you said Luigi's Mansion, man. I love the first one. Well, you should love the second one. Yeah, missions. <laughs> Mate, go. Okay, okay. Well, I'm going to condense this list down a little further than expected. No, no, no. Mate, mate, don't. Just go for it. Okay. Full list. Let's do right. this. So starting off, so Syndicate Wars, Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze, wow. controversial choice, I know. Street Fighter Die. EX Plus Alpha, Virtua Fighter 3 TB, Shenmue 2, Tekken oh. 4, Sonic 3, Guardian Heroes 2, oh, Guardian Heroes Advance, Dungeon Keeper 2, mm-hmm. Theme Park World, Dark Souls 2, Luigi's Mansion 2, Dark Souls 2, Dark Souls 2, Luigi's Mansion 2, Final Fantasy 8, Street Fighter Alpha 3, oh, wow. Street Fighter Alpha 3, no, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> The Last Guardian, you've only got, you've only got me to piss off here, Super Punch-Out, Legend of Zelda The Twilight Princess, Ikaruga, what? <laughs> and Code of Princess. There we go. Done. Easy. Okay, well, well, you managed to get all three of us. All three of us. Thank you very much, audience. We have been the better fact. <laughs> <laughs> Say goodbye, guys. Bye. Goodbye. 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 Goodbye.
this. Hold on. Hold on. Okay. Okay. All right. So, um, as you can see, Mike has clearly been disturbed and is wrong. But uh, let us know if you want to actually, you know, us to like tell Mike why he's wrong on a lot of those. Uh, uh, and you can tell us at uh, Twitter uh, at the Bit Effect, and and of course, you know, Gmail at the Bit Effect, and Facebook at the Bit. Everything, everything's at the Bit Effect. You can probably just yell at the Bit Effect, and one of us will hear it. Hello, at um, the Bit Effect. Yeah. Hello. See, I heard. I heard. Oh wow, that works. So, um, uh, Luke, next time we're coming back to do your retro rewind. Yep. Please don't so, say, make me say the name because I can't say it. There's too many <laughs> words. <laughs> don't be a Clint. Do it. I got it. I got it. I got it. I got it. Let me just get out. Okay, so my game is Super Mario Advance 3 Yoshi's Island. On Which way. is Super Mario World 2. Yoshi's no. Island. Yoshi's Island, yeah, that's right. Because that's what I'm I playing. Believe, I'm not playing at nothing advance. I, I believe in Latin it translates to overrated pile of crap. Anyway, uh. so uh, do join us next time <laughs> for that fun little soiree. And uh, stick around after you know we do the whole goodbye thing because well, well, we got to keep this trivia thing going. Mm-hmm. So all that's left for me to say is thank you, gentlemen. Thanks, Dave. Thank you. Cheers, Dave. Yeah, your opinions were not welcomed, but they were heard. So uh, we will see you next time. Good. Bye. 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 Love you. So here we go at the, the, the World International Trivia Cup of things nobody cares about. Right now, the, the scoreboards as they sit are Dave, that's, that's me, at five points. Then we have Mike at five points. Then we have Luke at five points. And then we have Craig at six points because he's a hipster and he bum, wants to be cool. Bum. Oh, and Kev. Kev's got two points Kev, or something. Kev has been left in the dust. He's been left for but, dead. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> As dead space. <laughs> All right, gentlemen. <laughs> Who wants to start us off? I'll go, I'll first. go first. Oh, right, I'll you go, go first. first. Oh, my gosh. All right. My game released in 1996 in America and 1997 in Europe. It came out on the PlayStation and the Microsoft PC. The publisher is Psygnosis. Psygnosis. Yeah, yeah. Developer is Reflections Interactive. Okay. Interesting. I thought I had it. I thought I had it, but I don't I don't think I do now. I think I've got it. I've got oh. it. Alright, Dave, think... you go first because the other guys think they have it. Okay, I could be wrong. And I probably am. Is it is it, uh, it I'm gonna say future cop. What? Okay, Mike Craig. I, I'll go next, then. I am going to go with one of the only Psygnosis games I know is Destruction Derby. Oh, oh really? Oh, oh. oh that throws a spanner in the works. 
I know reflections, but <laughs> I don't. I don't remember Psygnosis being involved even, so I'm still going to go for it. Driver. Uh, the game was Destruction Derby 2. No! No! no. no. Sorry, so guys. Half, half a point? Half a point? Two so thoughts yeah, half, half a point? Well, I, I said the year, so it has to be uh, Destruction Derby <sighs> released two years well, before, wait. so I can't. How did we do Mega Man? What, the Somebody one that used everybody... Mega Man... And then Mike... I got... Craig got all the points when he got... When nobody got his game. So I oh, got... Okay. A, yeah, so I, I'd get three points, I think. Was that, no, wait, you get what? one point. You get one point. Yeah, that's so why then... Craig's at six and not like nine. Yeah. Uh, yeah, okay, cool. I, I thought it was Lomax. But then I don't think that came to North America. But huh. anyway, moving on. Craig, what do you got? Since, you know, right. you almost got that one. I know, almost so close yet so far. Right. Develop, developed by Sega. Oh, right. hang on. Am I still here? Oh, I thought I'd cut off. Developed <laughs> by Sega. Okay. Released right. on the Master System in 1990. 1990? 1990. Oh. Oh, developed by Sega. All right. Okay. Yeah, um, I, I picked a good one here. <laughs> the problem is they reprogrammed like everything on the Master System, so that's almost the whole library. Hmm. Did it get? Was it released anywhere else, or was it just? It was developed. It, it was developed and um, published by Sega. It was not released on anything else. Oh man, that makes it really difficult. Uh... I'm gonna go for the dark horse. Say zillion. Yeah. Uh, I look. I'm gonna. Mike. I'm gonna say Sonic. I don't know. Alex Kidd in Shinobi World. Whoa! Nice one. Okay, and the answer is Alex Kidd in Shinobi World. Mike, oh, you're, so oh, Mike you're so close. <laughs> well, well, well done, Michael. Yeah, well done. Honestly, that was a good one. I knew it was slightly lighter than my border. My um, my choice is going to be the 2009 game. For the Nintendo Wii from Platinum Games. 2009 on the Wii Platinum. Hey, can I can I be back in just a minute? I, I need to take a look at my shelf real quick. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, Platinum. Hmm. I love Platinum too. Mike, what's the name of the game? <laughs> can i go first because i've got i've got basically no idea i can't think yeah. of anything and the only game that i can think of i'm not going to say near automato because i know that's platinum <laughs> and that's definitely not the game but the only other one i know is bayonetta and i've got no idea even when that came out or if it was on yeah, the, Wii, didn't even hit I know, the Wii. Or did it not? Damn! Oh, well. That's a good choice, though. I mean, because my first brain went to Zack and Wiki, but that's just Capcom. Um, I've got nothing. No? Yeah, I'm going to um, take a guess as well. I'm not sure. I know uh, I'm going to kick myself. I'm, I'm going to say... Um, 
Legend of Korra. Hmm. What, like the the Airbender thing? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what uh, makes me laugh about that. <laughs> that's a pilot game, dude. Airbender. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I don't think it's that dead. That didn't start until. Yeah, like I, I said, I have no idea. Every other yeah. pilot game I can think of. Because Vanquish right, didn't I, hit Wii. This is a bad guess, but it's. I don't know who developed this game or published it, but it seems like it could be a game done by Platinum. No more heroes. Oh! That's Grasshopper. You laugh at me for everything. Uh, yeah. It's not it. Sadly, it is a. It's actually a very, very mad world. Mad oh, world. Man, oh, man. Oh, Greg Proops has let me down. Oh, man. That's one point, oh, Mike. Well, well done, done, Mike. Yeah. Oh, you could have gave us a hint and said it was in black and white. I mean, come on. It's on the way. I did ask you All what right. the name of the game was. <laughs> alright alright so for the, to round us off today I have a game that was released in 2009 in all three regions and it was released on the Xbox 360 and Microsoft Windows and it was developed by From Software by From yep oh. Xbox ex- and Windows exclusive I know what your brains went to that's not it. Uh, it's also kind of a good game. I think I might have it. I'm not. No, I'm not sure. It might have been PS3 as well. That one. Mm. Uh, yeah, I'm kind of stumped. Uh... No, I'll have to go for my guess, but I'm pretty sure it was on the uh, PS. In fact, actually, maybe not. Uh, go on now. I'll, I'll be brave. I'll go for Armored Core Four. Nice guess, Luke. <laughs> Armored Core <laughs> Three. <laughs> <laughs> Until the the current trend and answers, the only I know of three games that From Software have done, and that is um, Dark Souls Three, Dark Souls Two, by listing games, man. <laughs> Dark hey, Mike, Souls. This is me you're talking to. <laughs> Dark Souls One, and I then maybe Bloodborne. Jeez. Okay, ah. so I'm gonna go with um, Armored. Core, <laughs> the colon, miscellaneous middle of between two and three game. So battle of I, the battle of the, the the cores slash armored edition. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry, gentlemen, you're all wrong, Mike. I thought you were going to go Chrome <sighs> Hounds, but now, um, the answer is Ninja Blade. Oh, and it plays really? like a modern Dragon's Lair. Yeah. Kind of good. I've never heard of it. Yeah, I've played it. Bloody hell. Oh, you did? Good man. All right, gentlemen. So, we didn't get a lot of answers today. Mike, I think, is it's the only one that got it, didn't he? Yeah. Hmm. Mike, look at you. All right, so, this is what we got as the final standings. I am at six points. Mike is at seven points. And Luke and Craig are also at six points. Craig Me. got Destruction Derby 2 as well, I believe. 
I only got destruction derby, and I'm not even getting half a point for that, Mike. How disgusting is that? (laughs) 